The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. from her closet high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Philipson. Can you believe that this is the 50th episode of Eat This with Leanne? I, I can't. Like on a good day, I feel like I'm in a time warp anyway, but I can't believe that I think, Chris, it was like a year and a half ago now that we first met. Feels like yesterday. It's, it's been such a lovely relationship. Everything's been going along so smoothly. Now 50 episodes in. <laughs> All right, let's get this over with. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, you have to admit. You have I, to stop I, laughing I, first. I am the best, I'm the best relationship you've had in a while. Come on. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that, my friend. I have more laughs with you than I do with anyone else. Thank you. All right. Well, for anyone that's just tuning in and this is the first time you just thought, hey, she says this is her 50th episode. Let's see what this lady who's like juggling oranges in this podcast graphic. Let's see what she's all about. So thanks for joining in. Join in on the laughs. I know you thought you were going to learn a lot about food, but you're also going to get a good giggle. So welcome. Thank you for being here. So when we started about 18 months ago, I sure did not think that I would be laughing as much. But I know that this podcast evolved. It pivoted, and dare I say, it's grown over the past year. And I guess really when I say pivot, it's because of the changes that we had to make because of the crazy times that we've been living in for the past nine or 10 months. Out of the past 50 episodes, 12, Chris and I recorded in person in the News Talk 1010 radio studio downtown Toronto and the next 38 of me in my clothes closet which I've since learned is now called the closet and my incredibly talented executive producer Christopher Kant who I look at on my zoom screen every week is in his bathroom studio and each week when we record an episode we do this we laugh a lot and then he works his magic okay wait 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 just wait a second let me see if you can hear this okay are you still listening yes can you hear the toilet flush (laughs) i hope hope nobody was showering upstairs Because they'll be down here in a moment and wearing a towel with a bad look on their face going, what in the world are you doing? I thought you were working. What are you doing? You peeing on the job or what? (laughs) Sorry. I just, I've had, I've had a few friends who have uh, asked me if it's actually true that I'm working out of my bathroom. So I just wanted to see if I could prove it. Without his office at work, Chris edits from home and it is his own home studio. And what you hear from today and all the previous episodes is really the work of a ton of research mixed with a whole lot of fun, some creative performance. And most of all, Chris using his talent and his expertise to create what you listen to every week. 
This truly has been a collaborative effort. Sure, I bring the content, the concepts, the expertise, but my team that includes Chris, Mike Ben-Dixon, our program director at News Talk 1010, who pushed this through despite everything else that was going on, every single expert that I interviewed, my community, and of course you, my loyal listener, for tuning into each episode. For all who have been involved, bringing my words and my vision to life, putting it out onto all the podcasting platforms that are out there, honestly, is truly a dream come true. So to all who are involved, I say a very heartfelt thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Really, thank all of you so much for your help. Back in the day, okay, well, maybe that's like, you know, a little bit much for just 18 months ago, we started recording Eat This, and I still remember how exhausted I was after that first episode. I put so much into it, and I think we recorded it twice. I was so nervous and just wanted, of course, for it to be just right. I think our first episodes, we started off trying to keep them to around 20 minutes or so, (laughs) and and, and, and now... We find Chris cramming it into under an hour if he possibly can edit it out. <laughs> 20 minutes. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> in our first in-studio episodes, we even included the myth or miracle. Remember that? When we talked about um, our oats gluten-free, then also I did one which was entitled The Old Wisdom and the Miracle Solution of Avoiding Hangovers that included that dry bull penis that I'm quite well known for <laughs> around around the radio and TV circuits. You remember remember that? I, listen, it's hard to forget a good dry bull penis, but I, you're not... <laughs> You're you're not well known for it. It's not like if I Google Leanne Phillipson up pops True. dried bull penis. True. Thank you. <laughs> if it did, thank you for clarifying. Fascinating. I mean, I, there's a, there's an episode we need to do. <laughs> one of the one of the last um, myth or miracles that I think we did is using your earwax as lip balm. Remember that one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ew. Ew, ew, ew. It's kind of good that we've started to phase that segment out because it could have got a whole lot weirder, uh, you know, as we went into quarantine in March. Oh, then we also had the body boost of the week, which that went by the wayside as we pivoted to do what we do now. W- me writing my weekly script of about 10 pages that's got a little out of control that, you know, it hits it hits a Google Doc that then becomes all the show notes. Um, And then Chris and I, you know, we're in our home studios recording this to you every Friday. And I'm pleased to say that we've managed to sort out a lot of the sound issues. So I'm super, super proud of that Chris and I have continued doing this despite all that's happened in the world over the last nine months, because holy crap, this is a roller coaster that none of us saw coming and uh, none of us really, we just like to get off now, I think really, but we're still on it. (laughs) I don't know when it's going to stop. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, don't say, it sounds like you're you're in pain when you say that. No, not this is I know. <laughs> added to that Chris and I well we haven't even seen each other in person since March we've managed to figure out how to get this to you how to put the best sound quality to all of this and really just give the best that we've got despite not being in the same studio and here we are still standing while well, I'm sitting I think Chris is standing but essentially we're connecting to you uh, I don't have to wear pants anymore that's the only thing that's changed <laughs> 
is that is that is that I'm li- I'm literally Donald Duck in it right now. Like we don't. We don't. <laughs> and all I can see is from Chris's the bottom of Chris's beard yeah. up to his headphones and his and his cap. Yeah. That's awesome. But you know, hey, it's it's handy because he's got the bathroom right next door in case he needs to go. <laughs> All right, at a milestone like fifty, well, you kind of look back a little bit, right? Well, Chris and I, when we were talking, we were we kind of batted around an idea of what are we going to do for this fiftieth episode. We decided to share our top five episodes and some of the gems that we shared in them. I also checked in with my community to see what they love the most. So I have a shout out or two with the feedback that everyone kindly shared. All right, so let's get to it. <laughs> Top episode? What do you think it was, Chris? Top episode? Like the number yeah. one episode? Yeah. <sighs> the number one list, li- listen to episode. Okay. Uh, you know, it had to be, it had to be, um, had to be the booze episode. It had to be uh, Dr. Booze himself. Uh, uh, Do- uh, Dr. Booze. <laughs> yeah. Dr. <laughs> Dr. B, booze. right? Is I what? think we're going to call him Dr. Booze from now on. <laughs> I love it. Dr. B, right? The episode we talked about what the body does with alcohol. We're just not seeing eye to eye. Although I do want to ask about that very specific story about, have you been camping lately? Because that whole thing about Jameson in the woods was very (laughs) specific. Yeah, when you wake up one day and you wonder why you're covered in peach snops, but you got a Jameson bottle, it just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Did you at least have a GPS tracker with you? Yeah, yeah, and the canoe was still in shallow water. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Oh, hands down. Absolutely. That was Dr. Davis Brockenshire. He did. He talked about what is, on earth does this do, uh, do for a body? And he has this way of explaining the complexities of the body in a way that I have... Uh, I learned so much from everything that he says. Every time we speak, whether it's on a podcast, because he's been on a couple of times or otherwise. He's such a clever colleague. I've known him for probably over five years. And he actually takes care of me and my kids as our functional medicine expert. We do drive down to Michigan, or we did when the border wasn't closed for our checkups. So having him on is just tremendous because it's like an extension of everything that we do together. And Chris and I, well, we had a bunch of laughs in both of the episodes that Dr. B joined us. And I actually wanted to have a better understanding, slightly self-serving, of what alcohol does as it goes from our lips down the hatch. And he took us through the journey of it hitting our stomach, our liver, and how on earth it ends up in a headache, feeling awful, or even vomiting, which, again, I put my hand up to. Just can't seem to stomach this stuff literally anymore. (laughs) That's been happening for the past few years, very sadly. It just doesn't seem fair not to be able to tolerate a glass of vino or two. So, like I said, slightly self-serving that I had him on to talk about all this stuff. Don't you worry, Leanne. What the ball you dropped, I picked it right up. <laughs> all right? So, I, I'd be happy to fly that flag for you moving forward, okay? All right. Thank you. You're now, welcome. what our listeners can't see is that in my Zoom screen, because uh, we do this on Zoom so we can see each other, yeah. is it very often every now and then into the shot, into his cap and the bottom of his uh, the bottom of his beard, yeah. comes a cup or a glass of something. <laughs> and sometimes he has his little tipple in a mug, so it doesn't look like what it, you know, could just look like coffee. Well, be- and Today, if it was a brown paper bag, <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. But today, I have to say, he has a glass with what looks like I'm not sure what's in there, Chris. Uh, we're gonna say water. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now this this kind of water doesn't freeze at low temperatures. Um, okay. But it's and? still water. <laughs> <laughs> it started as water, is I'm, what you mean? I'm sure there's a hydrogen atom in there somewhere. <laughs> some H, some two, some, some O, <laughs> in some maybe in some other order. That's all. But it's in there. <laughs> but it's in there. <laughs> and it'll come out as that eventually. Maybe. <laughs> it's right. That's true. I never thought of it that way. There you go. Yeah. Well, have you been drinking anything tonight, sir? No, um, uh, it'll be water when it comes out, officer. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm using that. I know what it'll feel like when I stop, so I'm just going to stay a little drunk. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Let's see how that goes. All right. So my big takeaway was the journey of the booze that Dr. B explained, you know, and he really nailed it. It went from the tongue to the bitter receptors in the mouth and then the stomach saying, are you kidding me? Then the genes that get activated, the stomach actually sees the booze as a threat and gets ready for what's coming. Dr. B painted the picture of when the bile starts running, because we all realize that as you're taking a sip, right? You just think, oh, Ooh, is my bile started yet <laughs> or, no, or not or <laughs> not? The genes, well, they get switched on in the liver and then there's some damage to the stomach lining that will repair. He said it will repair and the pancreas and so on and so on and so on. I mean, I did truthfully find it fascinating, but it's interesting as you think about those things as you you never think about those things as you have a drink you just drink thank goodness after taking us on that rather depressing journey of what happens with the booze he brightened the day with insisting that b vitamins will help us to detox the alcohol he did say that alcohol is tolerable even though it didn't sound like it if you're not on a bunch of medication if your kidneys and your liver are in okay shape and you're hydrated sure and you also drink in moderation well what exactly is moderation as i was re-listening to this i thought oh gosh have you ever noticed that bottomless glass of wine that sometimes happen you've got a well-meaning friend that just kind of keeps on topping up your glass because they don't want you to kind of run out and they're not trying to get you drunk or anything, but you don't end up paying attention. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. And then the next day I'm like, I didn't drink that much. I'm sure I only had one glass, but it was a damn <laughs> bottomless glass. And also, also a friend did that with a martini. How do you do that with a martini? I kept pouring her a martini and then she'd go and tip it into my glass. And I didn't realize either. Same crap happened the next morning. It sounds to me like you need to keep better track of your booze, man. <laughs> Like, that's, okay. not, that's not your it's friend's that. fault. <laughs> Coffee? Yes, please. I'll take extra cream, 30 sugars. The two episodes about sugar, they were second in popularity. And as I seem to do, because there's a lot to share, I had to split it into two episodes yeah. because back then we were still trying to keep it to 20 minutes rather than one really long one. The first episode, it was called Is Sugar Evil? And I think that really got a lot of people with that headline or that title. That was episode seven, but then swiftly followed up by Living the Sugarless Dream in episode eight with my interview with four-time world-juggling champion of all things barry friedman it sounds just like a recipe that's in my book spread right yeah. family food yeah it's delicious yeah to see the actual real foods it's incredible 
So, you know, going sugar-free, it launches a monkey wrench into so many well-choreographed habits that we all have and that other people expect us to have. And that's, I think, the one you're getting at, like how do people interact? Yes. So, yeah, at the beginning, there's a little bit of a dance of confusion. There's mixed in with some bliss and some resentment, some sadness. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't he incredible? Sugar Berry, yeah. He was awesome, man. Uh, just his information, his enthusiasm, just his whole outlook on life. I'm thinking, there's no way you're not eating sugar, right? Like, you can't right? be this happy and not be eating sugar. If I didn't eat sugar, I'd be the most miserable curmudgeon that you ever yep. did see. Forget the Grinch, man. The Grinch would look like Santa Claus <laughs> next to me if I couldn't eat sugar. Right. And Barry was just like, hey, man, this is the way it is. Life is great. Try it. I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> he was so great. He was great. Absolutely tremendous. And yeah, I, I'm blessed that he um, I worked with him as a coach, if you can believe it. I mean, talk about get yourself out of your head and yeah. just get get your shit done. Just an incredible human. He really is such a gift, such a gift to all of us. And he, that's just how he is every single day. And he's actually been living this sugar-free lifestyle for eight years. His book, I Love Me More Than Sugar, has been read by so many listeners, actually, who let me know that they dove in. They tried going sugar-free for 30 days and also could not believe how amazing they felt. Right off the top, he talked about the emotional side of eating sugar and said that from childhood, sugar is what we use to bribe, punish, and reward us, and how it all starts in childhood. He explained that it's a multi-purpose tool that parents and culture use, and because there's such an expectation around it, which really got me thinking, he also shared how we get hooked in, but hooked in really early. So there's a ton that Barry offered there. He started his journey and ditched the sugar for 30 days, but then he just decided to keep going because he felt so good. So he just took it one more day and one more day. The habit of eating sugar and it making its way into just about every single packaged food on shelves makes it really hard to avoid. He said that it starts with little habits, like just saying, okay, I'm going to do no sugar until noon. And then you go from there, just step by step. He managed to not eat sugar slowly by making those kind of changes. He replaced the junky snacks with nuts or peanuts. He went off all added sugars, but he still eats fruit and dried fruit. So he's got some sweetness going on. He shared how much it's changed his life and way more than he could ever have imagined. He talked about how his waistline changed, his skin, his energy levels. And if you can believe it, he only sleeps six hours a night and feels like even that could just be too much. When he was eating sugar, he said that he would sleep for about eight hours and often that wasn't enough. So without sugar, he feels sharper and more ready to face the world kind of energy. And like, that's exactly what we experienced, right, Chris? The energy that you brought to that episode was absolutely incredible. And I know that that inspired people to jump in, grab his book and really, really go for it. It was so cool. I and, thoroughly enjoyed that experience. And to think I drank like three Red Bulls before that episode and he still had more energy than me. Right? Exactly. Like I had three sets yeah. of wings and he was still flying higher than I was. And the man had not an <laughs> ounce of sugar in him. So, no. yeah. So maybe, just maybe shows, there's something to it, I guess. Maybe a smidge <laughs> of mindset and just like living life. I hate it when you're right. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> how, how many times has that happened that I've been right? right? Once uh, or twice? Once or twice? Uh, or um, so there was the sugar <laughs> thing. Um, nope, that's all I got. I can't think of anything. Uh, okay, thank God. That's all right. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's a man that can tell a story, it's News Talk 1010 radio host and my very good friend, Mr. Jerry Agar. Yep. That man can recall and share a story with the details, bring up the emotion, paint the picture so you feel like you were right there. And he does it all the while. The emotion just comes up and he ends up tearing up himself. That would happen when we were on radio all the time. That man has such a big heart, which you wouldn't always know if you listen to him on the radio with his like gruff and grumpy tone. And he can really go at it sometimes. Oh, yeah, and that's funny well, that that's what people remember is they remember the the really fiery and passionate Jerry. They don't realize that passion goes both ways. There's fire and brimstone, right? And then there's just the absolute sponge, which, and he's got both sides in spades. He really does. Absolutely. He really does. And while he and I, we argued for at least two years together on TV first, (laughs) then for about five years weekly on radio, we talked about food trends in episode four. That instant coffee is an insult. Like it, yeah. it's just it's it's crap. I could almost not have coffee instant. rather than that. Yes. And I've had situations where, oh, would you like it? We've got some instant coffee. No thanks. I'll I'll go through the inconvenience of driving to the coffee shop <laughs> so that and you getting can myself. Have the real yes, thing. there are so many phenomenal coffees out there, and you know we. Do you uh, whiz your beans, or do you buy uh, pre ground? Well, I actually don't drink coffee, so... Oh, that's right. So you're no fun. Yeah, so I'm... Yeah, yeah, um, on a lot of levels. Yes. I really wanted to have Jerry on in one of the early episodes because he's been such a part of this whole journey to get here, to get to this place of a podcast. Without him knowing, probably, maybe he does, but he pushed me to do better, to argue better, to present specifics that listeners wanted to hear and keep it super tight, which I very often don't on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That that went out the window pretty fast, didn't it? (laughs) I know, right? I still do radio a lot and have to keep it to like, you know, super short, so here it's like I kind of let I kind of let the elastic band or you know put on the stretchy pants or whatever and let it all out. Is that is that a good one? Is that a, a good minute, analogy? That's not fair. Why why is it that they get off with the you know the the trim and and slim Leanne and I get the fat <laughs> pant Leanne who who just wants to let it all out? Here you go. Now listen, the, they don't get to learn as much as I do though. See, so that makes me smarter than them. That's all. It that, does. If we look at it that way, that we I'm do. learning it's a totally lot more different. than they are. That's right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I there's no way I can cram into four minutes on a TV segment or right. seven minutes on a radio segment the depth and the deep dive that we go in here so into ne- here. Next it's time impossible. I see Jerry, next time I see Jerry, I'm going to tell him, "Yeah, you whip your brain out and throw it on the table, pal. Let's compare them. <laughs> I bet your mind's bigger than yours." Bet you it is. I learned more from Leanne than you have. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that's a slam dunk right there. Uh, well, talking food trends with Jerry brought some really funny stories. Jerry thinks that he might have been the last person to eat a Twinkie back when they were taken off the market. Yeah. And he, he actually didn't know that they came out in the 1940s and were originally stuffed with bananas. 
Jerry brought up that spam was a food that his father loved. And because of that, he feels that his dad was the best fed soldier out there. Because he loves spam. <laughs> because he loves spam. And it would seem that so many other other soldiers hated it. <laughs> and can, can you believe it that? Uh, Jay Hormel, who came up with spam, well, he used to get hate mail from soldiers because they couldn't stand it. So so they would send him notes and say, why did you create this? And check out this stat. The military purchased more than 150 million pounds of spam at that time. Holy poor guy. And, and Jerry's dad ate 149 million pounds of it. <laughs> exactly. And was super happy with it. I loved how he called our poke bowl lunch a banner day. Now, Jerry and I often go out for lunch. And this day, one of the first lunches maybe that we went out to, I said, let's go and have a poke bowl. So this apparently to him was a banner day because he actually enjoyed something that I suggested that he would have. And he said later he would actually go back and eat it on purpose. <laughs> oh, Jerry, my mission to get this man healthy is ongoing. <laughs> and I don't know that it'll ever stop, to be perfectly honest, but that's OK. He's such a great guy. As I often do, I ask my community to weigh in uh, this week. And Lewis, oh my gosh, he did that in spades. Lewis kindly wrote me a long email that I almost needed a cup of Earl Grey and a shortbread next to it to read. Lewis, your feedback and your detail was a tremendous read. So thank you so much. Let me share a little bit of this with you. I specifically asked about an episode where people learn something. Then I asked about a an episode that made them laugh, and then also their favorite episode overall. So this is what uh, this is what Lewis shared. The episode that taught me something that I implemented on a daily basis was episode forty seven on plant based milks. It taught him that not all products are created equally. And in the case of this episode, the discussion was on plant-based milks. After listening, I learned that I really needed to start looking at the ingredients of a product that I'm going to buy, as well to dig deeper on how the product is manufactured from start to finish. So it helped him to become a wiser shopper. And because of this episode, he switched over a bunch of his usual products so that he actually feels better and knows that what he's buying is helping him out with his health. The episode that made him laugh the most was episode 40. That's the client consultation episode. Okay. When the client hints to Chris that he hasn't said anything about wine yet... This goes back to a prior mentioning of the client enjoying her wine. Chris suggested instead of putting the cream in her coffee that she can go ahead and just put the wine in the coffee right. because I didn't actually tell her to ditch the wine, but I told her to ditch the cream. Right, see, exactly. See and how that goes. I told her to put it in everything. Put it in her cereal, yeah. put it in. Uh, that was it. <laughs> Blueberries, put it on the granola. Just use wine instead of cream is what Lewis heard Chris say. He said it was hilarious. <laughs> Then he then he he remembered, Chris, that you said, don't let Leanne be a bully, Roseanne. Go on. Stick up for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Darn tootin'. That's right. You can be a bully, you know. Well, Chris, Chris uh, Lewis is singing your praises here. <laughs> his his favorite episode to this day was episode 24 on self-care. We had to do that right in the middle of all this crazy. I think that was sometime in early summer. It taught Lewis to practice gratitude each and every day. He says that he's grateful for his body and his health. And even though it may not be a 
100% perfect. He's grateful for all the healthy food that he's able to have at his disposal. He's grateful for nature and from, for the gift of his life. He's super grateful for all the people that he has in his life and for this Eat This podcast, for all the valuable information that we share that can take his health to the next level. And he actually said, I haven't forgotten Chris bringing his humor to the podcast. I could be so focused on the serious information being presented and the next minute I'm laughing away at one of Chris's remarks or suggestions. Even our approach can have a little bit of humor thrown into it. So thank you, Chris. These are all Lewis's words, not mine. Life is about self-care in so many ways, and it's up to us to discover what that consists of and practice it every single day. Wow. Well, thank you, Lewis. That's very sweet. Uh, I mean, life is too short not to be smiling every minute you can. I tell you. I totally agree. Never take it too seriously. I, I get that life is serious. I get that we talk about serious things, and it's a serious subject. Health, body health, self-image. Uh, mental yep. health, all that. I mean, it all comes to play uh, and it's all serious. But, you know, for somebody like me, part of how I deal with my mental health is through humor. Right? Yes. I, I, and and in some, sometimes it's, it's a little warped. Sometimes it's a little inappropriate. <laughs> I understand that. And thankfully, I have people like Leanne and my wife and other friends who say, you know what, dude, that was wrong. <laughs> but we're still laughing. That's doesn't right. matter. Life goes it on. Just, and if life goes does. on, li- laughing has to go on, too. So. Thank thank you, Lewis. That was very kind. We love your feedback. All right. Intuitive eating. Well, that was an episode that I was most fascinated to do a deep dive into. We did that one. I think it was after the body image one. And while I'd say I'm quite intuitive myself and use it with my work and to kind of feel out and sense what's right or not for a client, especially when I'm testing someone with the sound therapy and my tuning forks. But intuitive eating was kind of something that I still was having trouble to wrap my head around. I'm still going to say that I haven't 100% got it, to be honest. Tara Whitney, that was my guest on that episode. She did a tremendous job of helping us to understand intuitive eating as a non-diet, really that it's about listening to our body and that we don't have to give up a particular food that gives us joy because so much of the joy can go away when we focus on dieting and deprivation. And then that's no fun. This episode was a bit of a therapy session for me, actually, as I shared with Tara, my experience of diet culture growing up and how I saw my own mom in the mirror, like how she saw herself in the mirror, Mm. watching her with all of her limited body image, the thoughts that she had and how tied it was to her self-worth and just how much she focused on her own weight and the impact that that had on me. So, of course, that led me to think on the influence that I'm having on my two teenage daughters at home. And, you know, as they work through the struggles that they have as they're going through this this teenage and all the body image that's there, too. And Tara really brought home that we all have a relationship with food and it needs to be one that's connected to your body. Diet culture is ingrained in us. Whether you're going on a diet to lose weight, 
And, you know, I thought that this was rather timely, especially as we head towards the new year, which is the most typical time where we think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go for it in December. And then in January, I'll have my resolutions and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So if you're already in that headspace as we come into 2021, then circle back to episode 28. And that might just help you to like bring a different mindset to it. It will honestly be worth the 45 minutes to hear what Tara has to say about even the judgment that comes of someone who is perceived to be healthier because they're having the kale, they're having the smoothie versus someone who's like a cheeseburger lover and hits up the drive through all the time. There actually is a judgment around it that comes from that, that diet culture. This is such an important conversation to have, to wake up to, and to keep on going. For the fifth top episode, I actually think it's a bit of a tie. Chris, you may not know this one quite as much because you, maybe you haven't seen the comments that we've had. Now, we did those immunity episodes earlier on right. in the as we did it, the Bulletproof Your Immunity. And then when we had Dr. Bion uh, to talk about boosting your immunity to fight COVID um, with his, what was that? The... The hot toddy. hot toddy. Oh, is that the episode where I asked him if it, I talked about a hot toddy and he's like, I got a great recipe for you. Grab a pen. That's it. Here it is. So the best lifestyle suggestions are, you know, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Don't don't put anything larger than your elbow in a nose. You know, keep your hands away from your face. <laughs> um, don't eat with your fingers. Don't right. lick the armrest on an airplane. Stuff like that. Common I always sense. do that. Thank you for clarifying. Because every time I sit down, <laughs> that's what I do. Just right? they say clean it off, and I just thought you're supposed to do it with your tongue. Yeah, I see people on airplanes doing the strangest things. Ew! I love that. Thank you. Ew! That's it. Yep. That was in uh, in the Boost Your Immunity. I don't remember what number that was, but it's still in there. We might actually need that because there's a bunch of colds going around, too. Um, of course, those, they rank right up there with everything that's been going on. But the two recent episodes that seem to have more of an impact, well, that I've heard about anyway, is episode 46, all about collagen. And episode 49 that I called for the love of chocolate. It's what resonated with you guys. And I know it resonated with Chris because he's a chocolate fan. I like the sound of that. Well, what to do with collagen with all the supplements out there, you know that I have my own line of foundational and energetically balanced supplements called Take This with Leanne. But some of the supplements that can come out and you kind of look at them and you think, oh, here we go. Here's another fad. And you just everyone starts like raising their eyebrows and and, and the expression on their face is like, really? Is this really going to do all this for me? And it seems that those who have actually tried collagen since they've listened to that episode, they just decided, all right, I'm going to go for it. They are loving its effects. Maybe they're taking more of it, uh, like a scoop or a tablespoon more, because Dr. Nick, who I interviewed, he really drilled down on how much to take. And I think very, very often that that can be an issue where someone thinks, oh, magnesium, that's going to help me sleep better. Then they go and take one capsule before bed and it does nothing. And then they say, no, magnesium is terrible. It didn't work at all. Well, that's actually why I imp- implemented um, on spurtright.com. You can book a 15 minute session with me where I'm go through what you're taking and make sure that you've got the right amount. And then I also make recommendations if I think, oh yeah, actually maybe collagen is a good thing for you or no, you need more vitamin D or this form of a supplement is better for you. So it's a better bang for your buck. 
Now, I've heard from three different clients this week that they're loving how their nails, that seems to be the number one thing. Their nails are stronger. I've been taking it more too. And yep, my nails feel better. They tend to fall apart with a change of season. My skin is not nearly as dry as it was. And maybe some of my aches and pains that I still feel sometimes lingering after a sailing accident a couple of years ago may have eased. So who knows? One of my followers, Amanda, on Instagram, she said, I had been hesitant about the whole collagen thing until I listened to your podcast. Now I make sure I add some in every day. The benefits have been amazing. And then to the chocolate episode with Marie, well, she shared her love of chocolate. And oh my gosh, it totally came through for me as I was listening to her. And we got some clarity on how much chocolate can help us even from the first sniff. Now, Farana on Instagram, she said, I just listened to the chocolate one. I already like dark chocolate and I love knowing how healthy it is. So yay, I'd call that a win. Personally, I'm on a mission to try a whole bunch of quality chocolates that are ethically produced. Marie, let me know to make sure that we look at look out for that. That's a really important thing with your chocolate. Um, and have a list that listeners have helped me to put together. So thank you, my loyal listeners, for speaking up and helping me on my new little mission. So this whole 50th episode, it was kind of like, you know, choosing one of your children maybe to say that they're your favorite because all the episodes that we've done from the ones on brain health, also, as Chris said before, the ones on mental health, I talked about superfoods, the hangry episode. Well, that was a lot of fun. And I think I'll always remember that that episode, we aired that just as the world closed down. Mm. So it's like, where were you when? I remember hangry for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) because I don't think many people were like, I don't want to talk about hangry. The world's just shut down. What are we talking about here? Then we did the series on deficiencies. Remember that one? That one started as one and then turned into three because, of course, I had so much to say. (laughs) Oh, then it took me 45 episodes to do that deep dive into the microbiome and really drill down with what I have focused a lot of my career on being gut health. In all the episodes, you know, both of us, Chris and I, we've put hours of thought. Well, maybe I've put more thought and research (laughs) into it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Low blow, Leanne, low blow. From the content perspective, that's all. It's like if if content was like the, the, like a turkey dinner, you brought everything. The turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the whole (laughs) nine. All I brought was the buns. You're selling yourself short, my friend. You bought the champagne. You brought you brought the bubbles. (laughs) You totally did. Now, for all the people that I've interviewed that I've got to connect with, whether it's some loyal listeners or people from almost around the world now, I think, uh, because we did have someone from Australia didn't we? We had Gail Marie uh, from Australia talking about uh, body, was that body image image and relationships? So there's a ton of writing that goes on behind the scenes and all the editing, the extensive show notes that I put together, and then finally sitting here and recording with Chris. Then there's also the sharing of the, of the episodes on social media once we're finished. And then, oh my gosh, the times when I'm in my car and I hear our promos on radio when I'm with my kids, it just brings a big fat smile to my face and actually even when I listen to each episode as it's released then I also realize that as I'm walking and listening I'm smiling throughout the whole thing often it still amazes me as I listen to it like oh my god that's me 
That's me saying all of this. I wrote this. I'm voicing this. I'm putting all of this out there. And really, it comes from a heartfelt place of bringing you all that I know with the hopes of this having an impact. There, there's a lot of knowledge there. And so often, whether it's doctors or um, um, psych- psychiatrists or osteopaths or whoever we see, whatever, whatever kind of professional or expert we see in our lives, yep. you meet them. And so often they talk to you as an expert. You can tell when you have a conversation with you that the passion is coming from a real place. And you don't talk to me like an expert. You don't talk to me like I'm smarter than you. I feel like I'm engaged in the process when it comes to talking about health and body and body image and mental health with you. And that more than anything is worth so much more. Right. It's nice to have people who have have the knowledge are willing to share it. And I feel like I'm a part of it as opposed to being feel like I'm being talked to or talked at. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. That was beautifully said. (laughs) It was long. But (laughs) see, now you feel my pain. You're living. Yeah. Welcome to my life. (laughs) Right. Like, exactly. reading all your comments my lovely listeners hearing back from you saying that something that was said in an episode has changed your life in some small way maybe it's up leveled your health that's given you a new way to think about food or even a new way of how to think about yourself knowing that you've chosen your next mouthful to be an emotionally or even physically nourishing one for you well that makes all that i do all that we do so worthwhile So thank you, Chris, for all that you bring. Thank you, our loyal listeners, for being here, for listening and keep on coming back, and mostly for wanting to be a better you and have a better life. So I'll end off this 50th episode that has had over 55,000 downloads, which I'm super proud of, with Eat This, One Mouthful at a Time.